0: Hello. Hello. I'm Coel.
1: And I'm of
0: Welcome to this week's Mental Breakdown. Men- 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 Da-da- mental Breakdown.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sounded bad. Did it? I was like, mental. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a good breakdown. <laughs> Keeping that in there. Do it. My <laughs> Her toes
0: just grabbed my toes. They were like, it was Bro. like toe holding or hand, hold, foot holding, feet hold hand holding. What? <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> I'm trying to, it's like when you, uh, Never mind. I know what you're trying to say, but you
1: said eight, th- <laughs> eight things at yeah. once. All right. What were you going to say? My armpits smell really bad. That's do what they? I was gonna say. They
0: <sighs> Do they? They do. I can't wait to take a shower. <laughs> yeah. And they I have do. work tonight
1: too. Wee. This is my only day off work. Oy. Really? <laughs> yes. You didn't work yesterday. You were off all I'm... weekend. You were out of town. <laughs> but I'm going to be busy. <laughs> I'm going to be busy. Well, Andrew is taking an extended hiatus off of yeah. work, and so they've moved me to bar, and so oh, they, nice. Clay was like, I need help find the bar, and I was like, okay, that's cool. Like, Do
0: it. Yeah. So That's cool. I know Caesar needs a bit of a break. Love you, Squee. like the bartender. Alrighty, guys, this week's mental breakdown topic is going to be drumroll obsessive compulsive disorder.
1: Ooh. I know. I think I have this, Loki. No. <laughs> okay, so you we know what? Hypochondria. I think I have that. I think I have that.
0: <laughs> Sorry me to cut you off. No, that's a great joke. I love that. Oh my God, hypochondria? I'm pretty sure I have that. I'm pretty sure I have that. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. That's so good.
1: Now um, I think I've pinpointed the disease that I, or the diagnosis that I could have, but really I'm also not a psychiatrist.
0: I'm also not a psychiatrist. I'm so. also not a <laughs>
1: Just silence. But I'll I'll actually do that one for my next one. I'm gonna do that one soon.
0: Do what? Your own diagnosis? The one that
1: I think I could be diagnosed oh, with. That sounds
0: like so much fun.
1: Right? Yeah. Okay, I'll let you talk now.
0: Sorry. No, you're fine. So, uh, kind of the reason that I want to talk about OCD is because I feel like it's thrown out so much. That mm-hmm. people are like, "Oh, it's just my OCD," but it's not. But it's not. I have no idea like... <laughs> what OCD actually is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it's 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 kind of interesting that we throw it around so much. Like, it's so cash. Yeah, so cash. cash. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, this light's on. I must turn it off. It's it's triggering my OCD. You know? Yeah. Which okay so. In order for you to, or one, to be diagnosed with obsessive compulsive disorder, at this point, we'll just call it OCD, you have to have the presence of one or both of these behaviors. So okay. it's a, it's a, this is straight from the DSM five. It is one, a recurrent and persistent thought, urge, or images that are like experienced mm-hmm. at some point, at some point during the disturbances you're experiencing. So disturbance of intrusive thoughts, you know, disturbance yes. of, of, unwanted um thoughts and and it causes stress and anxiety so you have to have that right recurrent and persistent thoughts and possible addition to so number two the individual attempts to ignore or suppress the thoughts urges or images or neutralize them in some way um, with a thought or an action, and it's done by performing a compulsion. Yes. So it's you're already having intrusive thoughts, and you want these th- thoughts to go away. So it's you're creating another thought or an action to distract your brain from that, or in some type of a way to prevent that thought.
1: So you count to ten three times. And right. That could be considered a compulsion. Right,
0: a compulsion. So what I wondered though is because it said it's the presence of one or both. And so does that mean that you could have one without the other, but you can't have the other without the first one?
1: No, I I think you could have one without the other on either or.
0: But if you have recurrent and persistent thoughts or just images and it's intrusive, I think you could have that without the compulsion. That's what I'm saying. But I don't think you can have the compulsion without the thought because the compulsion itself comes from the fact that you're trying to prevent the thought that you're having.
1: Do you know I, what I mean? I get what you mean. I think... It's like having
0: non-GMO or organic. You can have something non-GMO, but it's not organic. But if it's organic, it's already non-GMO. That's a good
1: point. If that makes I'm sense. not sure.
0: So I, I just wondered about that because it really didn't describe that that in the DSM-5. I'm sure if I did a little bit more research, then I could probably find that. So what are compulsions, you ask? Compu- Which you didn't. but <laughs> Just <laughs> thought in my head, I didn't. But I okay. didn't. But so... I'd like to know. <laughs> so compulsions are defined as repetitive behaviors so that's like hand washing um which is like what would be manifesting as a physical one or it could be a mental act like counting or repeating words silently over and over again mm-hmm. um and this person feels like they are driven to perform these in a response to an obsessive thought um or according with the rules that are applied so like it, your compulsion might be not the same as my compulsion, just because of the thoughts that I'm having are different.
1: Yes, and I right. again, I I said this earlier, somewhat, uh, jokingly. Mm-hmm. I think that I exhibit some signs and symptoms of OCD. I don't think that I have enough to be diagnosed with it, but the compulsions that you're talking about, I have a persistent and intrusive thought. When I lay down, that somebody's gonna break in. Somebody's gonna break in. I get up three or four times just to check the locks. Yes, that yeah. is consistent with OCD. That is
0: right, and so yes, you've hit the nail on the head. For Yeah, because that's part of what a compulsion is. So the other half of the compulsions are that the behaviors or mental acts are aimed at preventing or reducing the stress that you're already experiencing Mm -hmm. or preventing some dreaded event or situation. So it comes with like the sense of fear, right? You're fearful of something. However, these behaviors or mental acts either are not connected in a realistic way with what they're designed to neutralize or prevent or are clearly excessive. So that's part of it. It's like there's a disconnect. So one might, one person might be like, well, I don't want anybody to come into the house. So I'm going to lock the door. And that one time you check is sufficient. But when you are, like you said, laying in bed and having repetitive thoughts, repetitive thoughts, like it's not going to go away until I touch that doorknob mm-hmm. to make sure or touch that lock. Right. Yep. So that is, I would consider a hint of ocd Yeah, I even say a hint, but yeah.
1: Even if I fucking turn the, the top bolt lock in the door handle, I still jiggle the door jiggle handle the door. to make sure that it's. See, locked. I do that
0: too, but I wouldn't know, like, if that's necessarily like. <sighs> I feel like it's a reasonable compulsion, and I think that that's that's what this is saying here is that when it's irrational, yeah, like you having to check a light switch a billion times because you're afraid it's somehow going to cause a butterfly effect that will kill your family. Now those that's are two thoughts, yeah, that don't seem like they're connected in some way. And so that's what this is saying. It's yeah. like the behaviors are not connected in a realistic way. Yeah. And so that's that's what can be considered severe yeah. OCD.
1: And I've heard cases where people, you know, if I don't say the Pledge of Allegiance three times in a row I'm going to fall off of a cliff today or something like that. Right. Like, like things like that. You're right. Like those mm-hmm. things seemingly don't have anything to do with each other, but the brain puts them right. together as if, okay, if I don't do this, then this will happen. Right. Or vice versa. If I do this, then this won't happen. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So uh, just some uh, warning signs. You may have OCD if the obsession or compulsions you're experiencing are time consuming, i.e. they're taking more than an hour out of your day. Or it clinical significant distress or impairment in social, occupational, or other areas of function. That's also something that you, like, experience when you're watching TV and you have, let's say, somebody on Dr. Phil who has OCD compulsions. Like, they have a compulsion to, uh, you know, turn their car on and off five times before mm-hmm. they start driving. Otherwise, they're going to be in an accident. And it takes forever. And a lot of these people, it sucks because they can't. They can't get to work on time. It's affecting their yeah, daily lives. exactly. It's can't they pick up their child eat. from school on time or mm-hmm. whatever it is. So another one of these are a the disturbance you're experiencing is not better explained by symptoms of another mental disorder. Okay. So which is kind of interesting. When I was reading this, I was like, okay, that, that totally makes sense. So um, these examples are excessive worry, uh, as in general ag- anxiety disorder, mm-hmm. preoccupation with appearance, like a body dysmorphic disorder, Difficulty discarding or parting with certain possessions in hoarding disorder, hair pulling as in trictotillomania,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like pulling hair disorder, repetitive patterns of behavior like autism spectrum disorder, and the list goes on. Yes. Unless it's like explained with a different type of disorder that yes. may be present. Mm-hmm. And then thirdly, the disturbance you're experiencing is not due to a d- direct physiological effect of substance abuse, basically. Um, drug abuse medication or a general medical condition. And
1: that's everything in the DSM. Which it really
0: is. And so that's I maybe that's why it's so easy for people to say, oh, it's my OCD and and be tossed around a little bit more, maybe. Yeah. And what I thought was really interesting is like when I tried to look up killers with OCD, there were a lot of other more prevalent mental disorders on some of these cases, like Ted Bundy had um, narcissistic personality disorder yeah. and things like that. But OCD
1: may be a comorbidity with that. Right. It's just not as prevalent exactly. as...
0: Exactly. And yeah. and like I said, with that that list that goes on, I mean, it literally touches on everything in the DSM-5. It is, as long as it is not any of these other things, yeah. it might be OCD. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. <laughs> it's possible. And so, again, I like you said, comorbidity is huge with this. And it, it manifests in a lot of other diagnoses. Yeah.
1: I just think it's silly when someone says like, you know, I walked into the house and it was dirty and I cleaned it because, you know, my OCD. Like, no, that's like what everyone does when something's dirty, they clean it. It's, yeah. I mean, if you're obsessively, obsessively cleaning, like you can't have a speck of dust on something that's different, but right. just cleaning because there's clutter is not OCD. And I think it's funny because not funny, but I think it's ironic because a lot of people think that OCD is that but yeah. it's completely different. Right, yeah. It's, it's a I lot can, more detailed than you think. I can
0: cons- I consider myself to be a bit of a germaphobe. Um like I don't share drinks or smokes with people or anything like that. I if I if I feel like I have something nasty on my hands I'll wash it, yeah. but it's, but it's not hindering my everyday life. And I don't think I'm doing it because I'm going to die or someone's going to die. And I think that it, coupled with that obsessive thought mm-hmm. is what makes that's, you know, it's obsessive compul- compulsive, compulsive mm. disorder. So it's coupled with the thoughts of obsession over something that seems like it would be trivial or irrational And then then comes the compulsion. And I think that that's the thing that a lot of people are missing is that they feel like they have a compulsion to, or maybe even a strong habit of making sure all your whites are put together when you put them in the washer or whatever. That might be a really good habit or a a strong habit that you're exhibiting, but it's not a compulsion. A compulsion is the need to do it because of the obsessiveness. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah.
1: That was a good way of putting it.
0: Um. So uh, what I found to be really interesting is that the case of OCD can be exacerbated by the type of insight that the person has about their own diagnosis. Mm -hmm. So if you have a good or a fair insight about what OCD is, um, the individual can recognize that obsessive compulsive beliefs are definitely or probably not true or that they may or may not be true. So, if you recognize that you have this and you're you have a pretty good insight that that yeah, the thoughts may or may not be true or or are not true. yes, um and that way, you know, it kind of opens up the gateway into recognizing your own diagnosis and and learning to cope with it.
1: Yeah, and I think that goes for any of these diagnoses if you if you learn about it and you know exactly what's causing it, exactly why you're thinking, the way that you're thinking, what you're why you're doing the things that you're doing. It's a lot easier to, like, kind of cope with. Like, when we talked about DID, mm-hmm. as soon as... Not as soon as, but, you know, when you get the proper knowledge of DID and what, what it is and why it happens, it's a lot easier for them to deal with the their everyday life, which right. is DID, you know? Which, so.
0: which can also spill into the stress that you're experiencing. Yeah. And if your stress levels are lower, you're probably likely to, like, have less compulsions. Mm-hmm. So um, so with that, with poor insights, like, you know enough about it, but maybe you're not doing your due diligence enough and learning about how your brain works and um, that the individual thinks obsessive compulsive disorder beliefs are probably true. Yeah. So they it's one of those like it may or like it. It's probably true. So I'm going to go ahead and do it anyways because yeah. I'd rather be safe than sorry. Exactly.
1: And if they're not if they're not sharing these thoughts with other people, then they've not been told otherwise, mm-hmm. then they have no reason to believe it's not true.
0: Right. So with the absence of insight or with delusional beliefs, the individual is completely convinced that obsessive-compulsive disorder beliefs are true. Yes. And of course can be Detri- detrimental. Yeah. yeah.
1: Great minds think alike.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, obsessive compulsive disorder treatment may not result in a cure, but it can also bring symptoms under control so they don't really re- – your daily life. Uh-huh. So you can be able to daily function um, – function daily. Depending on the severity of your OCD, some people may need long-term ongoing more intensive care. What was really interesting, again, like we kind of touched on it, I couldn't find any killers that had OCD that didn't have another more severe yes. uh, mental disorder – or condition. Um, but what I did do instead is I we like to always add, like, pepper in some uh, famous people. Sprinkle in. Sprinkle in So, of course, one of the more famous cases of OCD that we see regularly is Howie Mandel, right? He's uh-huh. a germaphobe. Um, Howie Mandel, uh, what I found really interesting in researching him is that he doesn't talk about his coping, like, skills or the way that he copes with his OCD at all because he's afraid to put out... Information that people think is like
1: accurate and true, ac- for them. yeah,
0: for everyone. And that's so what he says. He said, Everybody's an individual, what works for me, work that's what works for him. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't want to put out any of this information like it's the truth yeah. or like it's a cure well, or like everybody- it's yeah. gonna help everyone. And I, I think that's him. really cool, yeah. like that he chooses not to talk about what he does, but he's so comfortable in talking about who he is. Well,
1: that's that's a smart move on his behalf, that's an educational you know, educational approach to that, you yeah. know, is to not say something especially knowing how big his platform is right. and how easily people are influenced by celebrities. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's really smart. Yeah, to do I do that. too.
0: So Maria Bamford, she is my favorite female comedian. She is hilarious. Um she does like voice stuff mm-hmm. like when in her stand ups. She's just so funny and so unique. I was really surprised to see on this list. So Actually, I I don't remember the source, but um, in, in an interview she, that she did, she was talking about how when she was like nine or around that age, like adolescence, that she would lay awake in bed because she was afraid that if she fell asleep, she would murder her parents and not know what, and that she was afraid to wake up to them dead. I don't think I've and ever then, heard that. Yeah. But that was an obsessive thought, so she was like through ages like nine to whenever she I would just where that came from. lay in bed and just obsess over that thought, and she was afraid to go to sleep, so she just didn't sleep at night. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that your brain can at you do such that? a young age too yeah. that your brain just, which you know, I mean, I feel like children can't have irrational fears, but yeah, that's a course. pretty severe fear. Yeah, and that's again where you see the obsession of the thought of. killing her parents or losing her parents and the connection that she made with the compulsion to stay awake yeah and it seems so irrational right like if I lay awake I will save my parents this one seriously is so personal to me it's Suga from BTS
1: oh my gosh I did not know that I
0: didn't either and I was researching and I was like Suga from BTS (laughs) I was like oh my gosh that he deals with OCD he says that um He's written quite a few songs, but more specifically, a song called "The Last" mm-hmm. is about his journey through seeking help for his OCD, and um, wow. yeah, yeah, about his struggles with OCD as well. So the last one that I have for you is Leonardo DiCaprio. What? I love
1: him. <laughs> My throat just welled <laughs> I up. I love him You so look like much. you're gonna cry. I Are you okay?
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. Everyone loves I just... Leo. I don't know. Like he's just one of those people that like at any age I'm like ugh, yeah. Like, I just ugh. he just M- seems M- like M- such a C- candy. And I mean I don't know him obviously personally but like he just seems like such a genuine person, yeah. you know, and that's why I, I, and his acting, you know. I've, I don't not seen a lot of interviews about him or anything, but so um
0: he actually played a part in a movie um where he was portraying a person with severe OCD and that he really recognized that he did struggle with things similar to that, although not as extreme. Mm-hmm. But um, he says even to this day, he has to catch himself walking in and out of doorways multiple times. And so he tries not to be as forward presenting with yeah. his OCD. Um, and so he constantly tries to catch his own behavior. But super I found that was really interesting. Yeah, yeah, super
1: interesting. And again, we say this every mental breakdown, but if this is your first one listening, you know, it just goes to show that there are so many people that. Live with these diagnoses, not even diagnoses, but these struggles or, you know, symptoms. Maybe they're not diagnosed on a daily basis. And it's a difference in availability, insurance, money, that if you get it treated or not, you know. And so don't be quick to judge somebody based on something that. They literally can't control, mm-hmm. and most of the time they can't get help for, right? Or they don't want to because they're embarrassed or yeah. stigmatized or mm-hmm. whatever. So just but a yeah, friendly reminder,
0: right? And of course, um, we mentioned before that the comorbidity between OCD and other disorders is is very high, very high. And so if you do experience thoughts like that and you feel like they're abnormal, I mean you know, or someone mentions them to you that they might be abnormal. Maybe, maybe you go talk to someone, yeah. you know, I mean, you would hate for it to manifest into something else. Yeah.
1: And um, I like to say, you know, therapy, of course, is not cheap. Getting diagnosed with something it's is not. not cheap. However, use your free resources. Talk to your parents. Talk to your friends. Talk to anybody in your family that you think is, you know, willing and able to at least listen. Don't rely on anybody to diagnose you or anything like that. But if you need advice and you're not in a position financially where you can get professional advice, lean on your friends and your family and and ask them. Just not even ask, but just vent. Just talk about whatever's bothering you. Yeah.
0: The interesting thing about OCD is that there are so many resources online about it. Yeah. Um, When you talk about different types of therapy or you know i know there's like meditation there's that exposure therapy there's another one
1: even talk therapy is good for a lot of things for sure well thanks for bringing i didn't know you were going to do that one and i'm glad that you did because i mean i still i always learn something even though i'm like oh i know exactly what this is about i I still it's nice to even just get like a reminder or like a refresh on like the exact Mm -hmm. like professional diagnosis like the scientific words and stuff. like Right. That, that's yeah. what I want to, how it's defined. Exactly. And... and that's, I mean, one of my goals is to be able to, you know, talk about certain things like that and sound, you know, intellectually developed and, <laughs> and uh, know exactly how to explain it so that everyone understands. And I don't sound like Right. I'm leaving something out, you know?
0: Yeah, ac- absolutely. I love that the DSM-5 is, is out there and accessible to people because if that is the true definition and I feel like especially when we're talking about personality disorders or schizophrenia spectrum, that there's so much misinformation mm-hmm. that all of the definitions are are just kind of pulled from different areas and what you think in your head or what people might think or society might think is the true definition of a disorder. So to really read it in black and white is kind of huge. Yeah, of course. And learning about again, comorbidity or what those specific compulsions are or mean or um, the difference between that and another type of a disorder, I think is really huge because when you're speaking to someone or someone wants to come to you and approach you about this topic, you know, I I know a little bit more, Mm -hmm. you know, I know that like, It just, again, it's full circle back to that fact that everybody says, that's my OCD. Yeah. So whenever you hear that phrase, people, like, "Um, (laughs) excuse me. According according to Diagnosing a Killer Mental Breakdown, nope, you do not have OCD. And it should be taken seriously. And I feel like it shouldn't. I mean, there was a place in a time where people said things about you know retardation and stuff like that and how and to me that word affects me and i don't you know i don't like when people use that word yeah um and so, you know, I'm, I'm glad that the progression of word like, the words and the verbiage that we're using is changing. Yeah. And so I would hope that we come across a day or a time where people don't go, oh, it's just my OCD. Yeah. Or it's my hypochondria or it's my whatever. And yeah, that Especially people if you can haven't been it, diagnosed with that. Yeah. Right? And that people could take it seriously. Okay. You,
1: and you can speculate all you want like I do. But I also <laughs> like to mention that I am not diagnosed with anything. I know. I just yeah. think that I may be able to be. Able yeah. totally exactly. Yeah. But it's only... Only with the proper, proper um, prognosis and you know and evaluations by a professional. I definitely do not try to self-medicate or self-treat any of these symptoms um, yeah. without making sure that of this course. is what's going on.
0: And I do think that it again piggybacking off of the thought that we are progressing so much so far as a culture, just especially I mean just worldwide culture in general, um, recognizing mental illness and mental disorders. I think that what's so important, you know, when we say things like, it's my OCD, it's my whatever, that we recognize that when we use those terms and when we say those things, I think that's what allows us to be introspective and realize that these diagnoses and these disorders are not far-fetched. Yes. That everybody can relate to something like OCD. Mm -hmm. Everyone can relate to personality disorders, antisocial, you know, these aspects of things. Yes. And I think that, Instead of us using these terms, we need to understand that, like, people really do struggle with these disorders, but have empathy, of course, because it is not far fetched. People get people have these disorders, of course,
1: and just we all Mm -hmm. have
0: brains, we're all capable of these things,
1: and just yeah, and it's not something that you'll know. I mean, like, we talked about in the schizophrenia spectrum, that doesn't present in females to the late 20s, early 30s, so. When you're 17, 18, 19, even mid 20s, you know, it mm-hmm. it's, sounds bad, but it's still possible, you know? Yeah. So you're not as different as you want to think. And we're not by any means saying that everyone's going to develop a mental disorder at some mm-hmm. point in their life, but just be aware of the fact that it can happen to anybody mm-hmm. and just be empathetic if, yeah, about that. If and, that was your yeah.
0: sister, your brother, your father, your mother, your cousin, your boyfriend, your whatever, yeah. you would want people to be empathetic towards yeah, that. Of so. course. And
1: not... Be so quick to judge, mm-hmm. I guess, is the, for lack of a better term. <laughs> oh, got it. She said it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think my phrase is for lack of a better term. I say yeah. that a lot. I yeah. try, try not to, but... I say it, dummy a lot, too. I say... Dummy. I listen to the Robert DeFerro case. Ronald. Robert... Whoa. I listened to the Ronald DeFeo case, and I said idiot like 18 times. I mean, it was fitting, but I was like, (laughs) idiot. Idiot. (laughs) Like, like, do you know a better word than that? No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyways, thank you guys for joining us for the mental breakdown. Yes. Spooky season. Well, it's November already. It's November Thanksgiving mental breakdown.
0: (laughs) Yeah. We'll do it. We'll have to do a Thanksgiving episode. Yeah,
1: that'll be awesome. All All right. right, guys. Message us. Text us. Email us at diagnosingakiller at gmail.com. Twitter at killerdiagnosis. Pay us. Pay us at Patreon. (laughs) Patreon.com slash diagnosingakiller. Uh, Instagram is at diagnosingakiller as well. And we're on Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, RSS, anywhere you listen to podcasts. We are there, I think. So, Mm. And... Yeah, hit us up. We'd love to hear from you all. And I know that I said I was going to go watch the Astros win game 1 of the World Series. We lost, but I'm going to go watch the Astros win game 6 of the World Series right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're still in. It. <laughs> We're still in. It. All right, love you guys. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.